thankful and grateful for your presence this morning. Thankful and grateful as well for um, our online community. We are so excited, amen. We're excited about what God is doing, what he's yet about to do. Uh, and thankful to the word that he's given us this day, amen, this day. You know, everything that, that, that the Lord brings forth from here, what we call the pulpit, all right, we need to take heed. We really need to take heed. It's so imperative that we do take heed to what God has been speaking and what he has spoken because if you note there are many things that God spoke from this little piece of wood we're seeing the manifestation of it now and we've heard it some time ago so it's nothing new to us at least it shouldn't be uh, unless we turn off our hearing aid during the time of the word amen so we we have to understand it it's important that we take heed to what God is saying to us. Um, before we start, I do want to say this. Um, you know, and I, I think I mentioned it last week, uh, some time ago, Dr. Manley had spoken about uh, artificial insemination, the artificial intelligence, the AI. And that's been maybe eight, nine years ago. And so now all you see is that plastered on, on, on the media. Now they're talking about it. But it's not that God is behind. God is way ahead of man, and he's speaking. He's speaking. And then um, uh, uh, just recently, they began to talk about how the artificial intelligence have feelings. These robots, you better watch it. You know, it's imperative we, we listen. But, you know, a lot of times, uh, Dr. Manley and... and, and uh, Minister Adams brings some things, and sometimes we think it's over our head. But it's not over our head. We just need to listen. If you don't understand it, put it in your pocket and hold on to it because you're going to need it again. Amen. Can I get amen? Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. There's some things out there in the sky, too. No, no, don't, don't, don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. There's some things up above. Uh, so we don't want to fool ourselves. But we're going to go to our message this morning because this is the word from God. Probably another prophecy, um, if you want to call it that. That's, but I'm going give, to give it to you what God gave to me. We're going to go to the book of Ruth first. We're going to the book of Ruth, and then we're going to walk in the book of Kings. But what God gave me, and for us to remember, is this. Difficult days ahead. Difficult days ahead. And we got to make sure we make right decisions. We have to make sure that we understand what God is saying to us. Because there are days that we're going to be approaching, that we are approaching, and they're going to be difficult. But at the end of it, God's got blessings for us. Amen. Go into the book of Ruth, Ruth chapter number one. Ruth chapter number one. And we're going to begin reading at verse number one in chapter number one. And it says, Now it came to pass in the days when the who ruled 
Judges. Are y'all there in the book of Ruth? Said so it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled, when the governing body, the government ruled, okay, that there was a what? A famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Now, we have to understand that whenever the government, I'm probably going to get in trouble, but that's all right. Whenever the government is in rulership, not governed by the people, but governed by that set body, who has a set body behind that body, okay? When they rule, there, there will always be a famine. A famine, now, we got to remember this. A famine is nothing except temporarily trouble, temporary lack. It's not permanent. It's temporarily. And then it says that there was a certain man of Bethlehem, uh, Bethlehem of Judea, Bethlehem of Judea means the house of bread where confessions are made. He's from the house of bread. He's from, he's from the house of God. All right? And he talks about how he went to sojourn. He, he goes to this country, and he goes to the country called Moab. Now, we have to understand something about Moab. Moab will offer false security. Not only does it offer false security, but he takes his family, he takes his family with him, okay? Now, remember now, he's, he's leaving the Bethlehem of Judea, the house of bread. He's journeying in Moab, a place where there is false security. Now, let's go, now keep your place in Ruth because we're coming back to Ruth. All right. Now, it also states in, in verse number two, it says, and the name of the man was Emelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi, and the name of his two sons, uh, Milan and Chilion, they were Ephetites of, uh, of Bethlehem, Judea. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. Now, leave that up. Now, the first thing we get to understand is that the name of the man was Emelech. That word Emelech there means, in Hebrew, means high knowledge or high counsel. Keep that in mind. And then he talks about his wife, his name, Naomi. Naomi, Naomi means pleasant, and it means delightful. She has two sons. They're builders, Melion and Chilion. One, one's uh, name is meaning sickly, and the other one means weakly. All this is very important. All right, they go to the land of Moab. They go to a place of false security. And, and the Bible says they continued there. Now, looking at verse number three, it says, And Imelech, which means high counsel and high knowledge, Naomi's husband died, and she was left and her two sons. Now, when it talks about Imelech had died, that means the high knowledge and the high counsel had died. We're going somewhere, so stay with me. It had died, okay? And so when it died, something happens. When, when high knowledge and when counsel 
Uh, when it dies, something takes place that, that results in the remainder of the story. Now, keeping your place once again uh, in first chapter book of Ruth, let's go to Proverbs chapter number 11. Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 14. Remember now, Emelech means high counsel or high knowledge. Remember that, okay? Remember it dies. Whenever high counsel and knowledge dies within us, uh, things will happen. Now, Proverbs chapter number 11, looking at verse number 14, it says, where no counsel is, the people do what? Are y'all present today? Amen. Remember them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay. Where there no counsel is, the people fall. Remember in the text, in chapter number one, Emelech, the name means high counsel, high knowledge. Okay? That means there was no counsel. Where no counsel is, the people fall. All right? But it says, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Never run this race by yourself. Because you're going against the Bible. The Bible says... In the multitude of counselors, with an S, there is safety. There is safety, okay? Now, let's go back to Ruth chapter number one. Let's go back there. Let's go back to that. Remember now, the title, the message God is sending forth is, Difficult Days Ahead. Word of prophecy. Difficult Days Ahead. Now, in Ruth chapter number one, you will find, and you will find that her sons died. And the reason why they died was because they became sickly and they became weak, and then they died. And the reason why they died, because there was no counsel given to them, okay? Where there's no counsel, the people will fall. Now, looking now at verse number 19. So, they, they go, they, they, they stay there in Moab. For the Bible says they stayed there for 10 years. All right? they, they, they heard that there was food there in Moab. Now, you've got to be careful when you're chasing, chasing things. Because, see, a lot of people like to go to these humongous big churches, right? Chasing after stuff. Think they got it all going on. But when you get all in the inside, it's not what you think it is. Amen? Amen. Because I'll put this body of believers before any other body of believers that got all this stuff and doing nothing. Amen. Because you people are blessed and you're rich in knowledge. Amen. Now, looking at verse number 19, see, they, they take that journey. The, the council had died out. High knowledge had died out. They lose they loses everything. Okay. Now, in verse number 19 in the book of Ruth, uh, verse number 19 says, so they too went until they came to Bethlehem. See, after 10 years, they were there, and, and, and the son dies, and she's end up left with her, her, her daughter-in-laws, okay? So, and now what's happening is they are returning back to Bethlehem, the house of bread. They heard that there were bread, you know, that the family was over in Bethlehem. And then it said, and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, is this Naomi, the delightful one, the pleasant one? Because when you go to false security, it will strip you. And that's what had happened here in, in, with, with Naomi. 
And and when she when she followed, they 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 took a, they took made a move, and it was not of God. I'm gonna show you something else. Walk with me, stay with me. Do, do not do not form your own opinion, because God got something for you. Now, verse number twenty says, and she said unto them, Call me not Naomi. Don't call me pleasant or delightful. Don't call me that anymore. She says, Call me Myra. Now, Myra means bitter or discontented she's worn now she's frail okay because see that's what the world would do to you it that is exactly what the world would do and verse number 21 in the book of ruth chapter number one says and i went out full watch what she says i went out full now that was a famine both in bethlehem which was the house of bread and there was also a famine over in moab which means false security. Because, see, the world will offer you false security. Y'all know that? The world will offer you false security. She said, I went out full. She was blessed when she went out now. But then she says, when I come home, I went out full. And the Lord, who brought her home? The Lord has brought me home again. And how did she come back home? Empty. Ooh. Then she asked the question, why then call ye me Naomi? Seeing the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me. See, the, she, she wanted to know, don't call me that anymore. Because I, I had it, but then the world stripped me. Do you not know that the world will strip you of everything that you have? The world, the world is a needy place. The world is a needy place, all right? Now, I'm going to show you a contrast in two scriptures, okay? The first one, they leave the house of bread. They go to a place of false security, all right? Now, let's go now to the book of Second Kings. I'm not going to be before you long. But the Lord says, difficult days ahead. Difficult days ahead. We're going to Second Kings. Second Kings chapter number eight. Second Kings chapter number eight. Now watch the contrast. Watch the contrast between one following God and one not following God. Amen. Now Second Kings chapter number eight. Verse number one says, Then spake Elisha. And Elisha means God is salvation. He speaks unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go thou and thine household and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord hath, who called the famine? The Lord hath called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land Seven years. All right? He's speaking. He's telling the woman, there's a famine. The Lord had called for it. And then he tells her for her to go and sojourn wherever she can. They didn't give a specific place. It says wherever you can, wherever you can sojourn it, wherever you can dwell, that's where I want you to go. Now, this is the prophet speaking to her, all right? 
The Lord had called for the famine how many years? Seven years. Completion. He called for it seven years. Difficult days ahead. Okay? Say the Lord has called for famine for seven years. Now watch verse number two. Verse number two in Second Kings chapter number eight says, And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. Now, the difference between Ruth chapter number one and Second Kings chapter number eight is the prophet told her where to go, what to do. He told her, go ahead, go. But you sojourn in a place wherever you can. He didn't pick out a place for them. But they had to pick out a place. All right? So what I found interesting was that they chose to go to the land of the Philistines. Now, the land of the Philistines is where the giants are. I'm like, okay, what are you saying, Lord, about these Philistines? What are you saying? They, they dwell, and really the Philistines were their enemies. They dwelt in the land of their enemies. But then, not only that, God says, when you sojourn, you sojourn with people that has a knowledge that you're going to need. Learn something while you're sojourning. Okay? Now, it goes on to say, let's go to, um, let's go to Second Chronicles because we're coming back to Second Kings. Let's go to Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. Won't be before you long. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. I'm quite sure most of you know this particular this particular text, Second Chronicles chapter number 20. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. Second Chronicles chapter number 20, looking now at verse number 20. Watch verse number 20. Remember, who gave her the instructions? The prophet gave her the instructions, right? He told her, okay, to go, but didn't, he didn't tell her where to go. But he, he did inform her that that was going to be a famine and that the Lord had called the famine. Whatever we see right now, the Lord has called it. The, and the reason why the Lord has called it is because man is so far away from God. So God has to do something in order to get our attention. All right. Second Chronicles chapter number 20, verse number 20. And it says now, because we, we basically want to deal with the latter part of verse number 20. And they rose early in the morning, because that was a battle, it's, and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe, y'all want to say this with me. Believe in the Lord your God. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be what? Established. Now, most of us cross out the next line, right? Believe his what? Prophets. So shall ye prosper. I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that scripture. You believe in the prophets. 
and you will prosper. That's, do, we, do we agree with what the Bible says? Wait a minute, let me, let me come down. Do we like the word buffet style where we pick and choose? Because hmm? we, we, we pick and choose sometimes, don't we? I know I do sometimes because some pieces of puzzle I don't like. Even though they go in the puzzle. But we can't pick and choose God's word. He says if you believe the prophet, you're going to prosper. I'm going to show you. Show you what the word. I'm going to let the word talk to you. Amen. He said if you believe the prophet now. Okay. The prophet told him, gave him instructions. This is what you do. Go ahead. That's what the prophet said. He didn't tell him where to sojourn. But they dwelt. And the land where the giants were. Okay? Why that woman went down there and took everything with her? Okay? Watch what happens here. Watch the word. All right, now we're going back now to 2 Kings chapter number 8. Going back. Now, he told them to stay there seven years. Now, remember, in the book of Ruth, they went and they stayed 10 years without any instructions. There was famine both in Bethlehem and famine also. Well, let me tell you something. I don't care how tight it gets. Don't go to the world for help. Lights, can I get an amen? Because I didn't get an amen from the people. Because, see, that must mean some of y'all think you can go to the world to get your help. Huh, let me tell you something. If you go to the world to get your help, you can rest assured they're going to want it back plus some more. You're going to be depleted. You're going to be another Ukraine, another U.S., the United States. Ukraine wants more and more and more and more. And you know what's happening to the U.S.? We're depleting our own supplies. And when time, when wartime comes, we ain't going to have nothing. Need it place. Now, what, 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 watch the word. Now, in verse number three, it says, we're in 2 in, we in Kings chapter number eight. Now, verse number three says, and it came to pass at the end, end of the seven years. Whatever's going to happen, the difficult days ahead, God said, they're going to end. We ain't always have difficult days, but we will have some difficult days. He said, when it ended, that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines, and she went forth to cry unto the king. She went back home, cried unto the Lord for her house and for her land. All right? What are you saying, God? What are you saying there in verse number 3? God says, these difficult days ahead, there will be some losses. I want to tell you that your pocketbook going to run over, but it ain't. Things are going to start drying up. Difficult days ahead. Okay? Whew. All right. But there's a blessing. Don't stop right there. Don't stop right there. Because it said that there was an end. There was an end now the seven years. She returns home. But what she does is she cries out to the king for her house and for her land. That means she lost everything. She had lost everything. But she had enough sense to know where to go back to. She took her plea before the king. Now, that's in the natural. What we do is take our plea back to the king of kings and the lords of lords. 
That's where we take our plea back to. Now you watch what God does. You watch what God does. Now, and, and, and verse, verse number four says, And the king talked with Gehazat. He's a man of vision, a valley of, a valley of, of, of sight. He's a valley of vision. And say so he's a servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha have done. God is salvation. In other words, let me know all the great things God has done. He wants, he wants to know. He's talking about this prophet, but he's naming God is salvation. So the king is inquiring. Now watch verse number five. Remember now, there, there is this woman who has come back. She has come back empty too. But she goes to the king. She cries out for help. Now verse number five says, and it came to pass. In other words, and it happened. As he was telling the king how he has restored a dead body to life, that behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman, and this is her son whom Elijah restored to life. All right. What you see here in verse number five is divine intervention. God is going to divinely interrupt what's going to happen in your life, and he's going to put the right people in the right place at the right time, and things going to work. Watch, watch the word. This is the last, last verse. Watch the word. Watch the word. He says now, divine intervention. He intervenes. Now, verse number six says, and when the king asked the woman, she said, so the king appointed unto her a certain officer saying, restore all that was hers and all, I want you to look at these next lines, and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land even unto now. Keep this up. Keep it up. When she goes before the king, she cries out to the king. What he does is he appoints her. It didn't say any officer. He says a certain officer. Watch what he says that certain officer does. The king says, what's the next word? Restore. After the end of these seven years, after the difficult days ahead, that is going to be a period of restoration. Even though there may have been some losses, God says there will be a period of restoration. God is going to restore everything that's been lost. All right? Not only is he restoring everything that was lost that was hers, because she came back home, she just wanted her house and the land back, right? But watch what God, God always go beyond what we think. It goes on and says, then he tells him, and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land, even tonight. In other words, the moment that she left, Everything that came her way, everything that was produced for her, God said, from the time that you left the place where you left from and you followed the instructions, he said, all of that harvest, he said, I'm going to give it back to you. Even unto the point of what you're receiving now. 
I mean, there is going to be a, at the end. I keep saying this. Somebody's not hearing me. At the end of those seven years, you are going to receive a surplus. A whole lot. All because. You remember the scripture? Second Chronicles 20 and 20. If you believe the prophet, you shall prosper. I call that prosperity. How is it? <laughs> You've lost everything, and then all of a sudden you're going to get what you lost plus some more. That's our God. That, that is our God. He said, from the time you walked away, you followed my instructions, he said, I still had you in my mind. He said, and because I had you in my mind, you're going to have that from the time you left. Can you imagine seven years of harvest? Seven years of harvest. Some of y'all said, I don't believe that. Well, I'll take yours. I, I, I'll take yours. That means mine's going to be double. That means mine's going to be triple, quadruple, whatever. If you don't want it, I will take it all. Because, see, that's what God says. He says, now, when you, when you follow, he, oh, you follow, she followed the instructions. She knew the man of God. He had raised her son. She didn't doubt him. But she got up. He told her, he said, famine's coming. I'm telling you, I'm not famine's coming. Famine's coming. Famine's coming. World famine is coming. Difficult days ahead are coming. You better put your ear to the mouth of God. And hear what God has to say. Because God is God, God that will give you instructions. And he instructed her. And she obeyed. Once she obeyed, yeah, she had to go to a place where the giants were. Her enemy. He's, he told her, wherever you want to sojourn, that's where you go. He gave her that, cho- he gave her that choice. But he also let her know that it was going to end. Whatever that's happening, uh, about to happen, that famine, that's, those difficult days ahead, I stand here as a woman of God, as a servant of God, declaring to you that at the end of that time, God is going to restore to such a degree, it's going to blow your mind. And then one day, y'all going to say when I'm dead and gone, that old crazy woman was right. Because a lot of folk don't believe. Difficult days are ahead. Difficult days are ahead. But don't worry about it. Because God got your back. God's got your back. God's got your back. Difficult days are ahead. Follow the instructions. Sojourn wherever you can. That time comes. But it, you will not remain in famine because that's not God's way. That won't remain in it because it said it ended after seven years. Even the prophet told her how long it was going to be. And then said so at the end of seven years, she came back and she saw everything she lost. But she didn't stop. She went straight to the king. And when she went straight to the king, she got Everything plus a more. Difficult days ahead. Somebody else said, well, I'm going through it now. Hard. No, baby, you ain't went through nothing yet. 
because you can't pay a light bill, because you're struggling to pay your house note. You ain't went through nothing yet. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, you ain't went through nothing yet. Mm-mm. It's drying up. It is drying up. Little bit by little bit, it's drying up. And we can't see it. It's drying up. Difficult days ahead. But it's not that God is not warning us. Because, see, during that time, many people are going to faint. In other words, they're going to fall off the wagon. They're going to walk away from God. No, that is not the place you want to be, walking away from God. If God speaks a word, that means he's got another word behind the word that's been spoken. And that spoken word, he says to us, restoration will take place. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. But God has in store for his people. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Grant you. Grant you. Mm. God is good. Amen. I guess that's why the Lord wanted to be short. Because if give, give you much more, you won't be able to take it. Difficult days are ahead. Listen to what God said do. And when you have to go where you got to go, don't worry about it. You just go with the mindset. Okay, God done told me this is going to end. It's going to end. It's going to end. It's going to end. And once it ends, you're going to be blessed behind the end. Restoration time. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen for his word. Amen.